Hello and welcome to the number 10 podcast, where we talk about the biggest moments in Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer. I'm your host, Logan Agan. On this episode, we'll be getting more into the MLS's back tournament. Before we get to that, a few updates from the NWSL Challenge Cup. On Friday, the Portland Thorns upset the North Carolina Courage to advance to the quarterfinals of the knockout round. The other three quarterfinal matches ended in 0-0 went to PKs. The Dash beat the Royals, Sky Blue FC beat the Washington Spirit, and the Chicago Red Stars defeated OL Reign. The semifinals are set to play at Rio Tinto Stadium on Wednesday. The Houston Dash take on the Portland Thorns, and Sky Blue FC take on the Chicago Red Stars. The winners will advance the Challenge Cup Final on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. This game can be watched on CBS. Now, as for the MLS, their first match on Saturday was a clash between the Portland Timbers and the Houston Dynamo. In the 35th minute, the Timbers took the lead when Sebastian Blanco played a ball wide to Jeremy Abobasi. He took one touch into the box and placed it into the far post. Abobasi is only 23 years old. With two goals in two games so far in the tournament, he has been one of the standout young players. We will see Abobasi at least appearing for the U.S. U23s as they look to qualify for the Olympics for next summer. Portland doubled their lead in the 61st minute when Eric Williamson received a ball wide. He found Diego Valeri at the top of the box and slotted it back to him. Valeri created space for himself and shot the ball low. It banged off the right post and into the net. Albert Elise put the scoreline within one goal for Houston in the 86th minute after Jorge Villafania was called for a handball inside the box. Elise stepped up and buried the penalty kick. One minute later, he received a yellow card. And a minute after that, he received a second and was sent off. Houston are entering the final group stage with one point. If they want to exit the group, they must win in their next match against the Galaxy. And now, they must do it without Elise. Last season, Elise scored nine goals and had a club-leading ten assists. After the Houston-Portland match, we got our Orlando edition of El Trafico. Unlike past editions of El Trafico, we were without the goal-scoring production of Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Carlos Vela. In their first six meetings, the two of them scored a total of nine goals apiece. However, since their last meeting, Zlatan has moved clubs and is playing in Milan, and Vela opted out of the MLS's back tournament. One player we were looking forward to seeing in his very first El Trafico was Chicharito. In his last match, Chicharito scored his first goal for the Galaxy. However, Chicharito didn't appear in the match. One hour prior to kickoff, it was announced that Chicharito had picked up a calf injury in training, and it has now been announced that Chicharito will be out for the remainder of the tournament. But even without him, the Galaxy started out strong. In the fifth minute, Sebastian Legettes tried to slot a ball to the top of the six-yard box. It hit off of LAFC's Latif Blessing into the back of the net. The Galaxy got an early lead. But... LAFC responded eight minutes later when the Galaxy's Perry Kitchen fouled Bradley Wright Phillips in the box. Diego Rossi stepped up and finished the kick. The Galaxy scored their own PK in the 31st minute, courtesy of Christian Pavone. But after that, the Galaxy's wheels fell off. Right before half, Rossi picked up his second when he followed up a shot by Wright Phillips. During halftime of the match, we received one of the most bizarre interviews of Wolf Barrel, one of the owners of LAFC. There aren't really any words I can describe it, but I highly recommend finding it on Major League Soccer's Twitter. But I guess the interview helped because after half, LAFC went off. In the 56th minute, Brian Rodriguez played a ball to Wright Phillips, who created a little space for himself. Wright Phillips shot a ground ball to the far post to give LAFC the lead. 
Rossi got his third in the 75th when he one touched a pass from Rodriguez into the back of the net. Five minutes later, Mohamed Almanir got one for himself when he ripped a shot from the top of the arc. And just before the match ended, Diego Rossi got his fourth, which I just learned is called a ham bone. He redirected a pass from Carlos Ganea to give LAFC the 6-2 victory. Up next, LAFC play the Portland Timbers to see who will earn the top spot in Group F. The winner will face the second seed of Group E. The runner-up faces the second seed from Group B. As for the Galaxy, they are in trouble. They are without Chicharito for the remainder of the tournament. Their other DP, Jonathan Dos Santos, did not travel with the squad to Orlando as he's recovering from hernia surgery. The Galaxy are set to face Houston. Both teams need a win or else they're going to be eliminated from MLS's back. In Group B, the San Jose Earthquakes clinched the top spot in Group B after shutting out the Chicago Fire. In the 56th minute, Jackson Yule won touch to pass to Christian Espinoza. Espinoza ran through and shot the ball to the top of the box into the right side netting. Like Abobasi, Yule is only 23 years old and is eligible to compete in Olympics and Olympic qualifying. If he's not with the U23s, he'll probably be with the senior national team. Last year, Yule made his senior team debut and earned seven caps since. In the 82nd minute, the Quakes made a change that put the match away. They brought on Carlos Fierro and super sub Chris Wondolowski. The very next minute, Fierro received a ball from Tommy Thompson that he served into the box. An unmarked Wondolowski found the ball and headed it home. This was Wando's 161st career MLS goal. With the win, the Quakes have secured the top spot in Group B. They will face a third-place team from Groups A, C, or D. As for the Fire, they're still in control of their destiny. If they win against Vancouver, they'll earn the second seed and face the second-place finisher of Group F, which is likely to be the loser of the LAFC-Portland match. If the Fire earn a draw, they should have done enough to advance in one of the third-place spots. As for the other Group B match, the Sounders saved themselves from being the first team eliminated from the tournament after they defeated the Whitecaps 3-0. In the 16th minute, Nicholas Ladero converted from the spot after Vancouver's Yasser Kamiri committed a handball in the box. Jordan Morris doubled the lead in the 34th when he ran onto a chipped ball from Ladero. He outran the Caps' back line and placed the ball into the near post. Morris recorded five shots two on goal, and an assist. The assist came in the 51st when he flicked on a corner kick to Raul Rui Diaz that was redirected into the net. At the end of the match, Seattle outshot Vancouver 17-8. With the win, the Sounders end the group stage with four points. They'll have to wait and see the results for the fire to determine if they're the second seed or the third seed in Group B. As for Vancouver, They will have to win against Chicago on Thursday morning if they want their life in MLS's back to continue. Well, Seattle saved themselves from being the first team eliminated. Inter-Miami was not so lucky with their 1-0 loss to NYCFC. The first half was slow. NYCFC did not get a shot on goal until they scored their game winner in the 64th minute. Right after the hydration break, Alexandru Matriza played a long ball that was received beautifully by Ismael Tajuri Shradi. His touch landed right in front of him, and he tucked it past Miami goalkeeper Luis Robles. The goal was enough for NYC to get the three points and keep their tournament hopes alive. As for Miami, they'll be the first team eliminated from the tournament. With this loss, they've lost all five of their matches in MLS, the worst of any expansion team in MLS ever. 
Additionally, they're one of the two teams who has yet to even earn a point in 2020. The other team is the other expansion side, Nashville FC, who had to withdraw from the tournament due to positive coronavirus tests and so has only played two matches as opposed to Inter-Miami's five. In the match that would decide the top of Group A, Orlando City and the Philadelphia Union battled to a 1-1 draw. The Union took the lead in the 68th minute. Brendan Aronson dribbled out of trouble and played the ball across the top of the box to Alejandro Bedoya. Bedoya passed the ball wide to Ozinho, who subbed on 10 minutes earlier. He took a touch in the box and hit it low into the far post. But the lead didn't last long. In the 70th minute, Orlando equalized. Nani served the ball into the box, and Mauricio Perea headed it home. With that, Orlando City earned a top spot in the group and will face the wild card from C, D, or E. As for the Union, they finished the group as runners-up and will face the second seed of Group C. And that team will either beat Toronto FC or the New England Revolution, who played Tuesday morning. The winner of the match was supposed to take the top of the group. In the match, the Revs were without Carlos Heel, who is currently in a walking boot. As for Toronto FC, they were finally able to sub on Josie Altador in the 86th minute of this match, who had sat out for the first two games of the tournament. However, the two squads battled to a score of the straw. With that, both teams' fates are in the hands of DC United, who plays at 10.30 against Montreal. If DC wins by two or more goals, they will get the top seed, and both teams push into second and third. If they win by one or tie, they end in third, and Toronto will sit atop Group C. But no matter what, Toronto and New England have done enough to advance to the knockout round. It's just a matter of who they play, when, and where they end in the group. That's all for MLS's back, but before I go, I want to thank all of our listeners for joining me on this 10th episode, or as I'm calling it, our golden episode, as we're the number 10 podcast. Additionally, I want to plug our blog at thenumber10.net. That is the number 10 spelled T-E-N dot net. On there, we have a post about what it's going to take for each team to advance out of the group and earn different spots. Also, if you have a question, you can submit it on that webpage, and I will answer a few during coming episodes. I will have a link included in the show notes. On our next episode, we'll wrap up the final group stage matches and look ahead to the knockout round. Thank you for listening to the Number 10 Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Aiken. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Till next time.